Welcome back, everyone. When you're the best of friends, having so much fun together. Hi, <laughs> this is Stacy, and that's Pete. A little something different for our full episode this week. It's been a while since we've done one of our top five lists that usually turn into a top ten. Yes. With five on the list and five honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> so we had something planned for our full episode, but we realized that we weren't quite ready for that yet. So we decided to turn one of our top fives into a top 10. I promise you there won't be 15 on each list. <laughs> and we have some special guests at the end, so stay tuned. Oh, I'm excited. So this is the top 10 best friends from 80s movies. Besties. BFFs, not from 80s TV shows, not from the 90s. 80s only. Totally 80s. Totally 80s. <laughs> and as always, this list may not be your list, and that's okay. Yeah, we may have thought about what was on your list, and we didn't put it on ours. That's right. So don't add us <laughs> saying, you forgot so-and-so. Now, we would love for you to tell us who you would put on your list without criticism. <laughs> I think it's just fine. You go ahead and add us all day. Oh, yes. Tell us how we've wronged you by picking <laughs> our list and not yours. <laughs> but what about? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. It is all good. Who's going first? Are we going back and forth? We are going back and forth. Okay. Okay. Let's pick a number between one and 10 and whoever picks the highest goes first. <laughs> okay, Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching a little Friends lately. <laughs> Is that the inspiration for this list? Oh, Friends. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. All right, you go first. Start us out. Gladly. Okay, first on the list, Riggs and Murtaugh. From? Lethal Weapon 1, 2, 3, 4, but specifically <laughs> 1. This was back when Mel Gibson was just crazy on the screen. That's how long ago this was. This one starts out rocky. Riggs is just a bit unstable, I'd say, in this movie. How so? So he's got a death wish. He's like that type of cop that's willing to do anything to get the bust, and he doesn't like himself very much. Okay. He's got a lot of demons from his past that he's dealing with, and that kind of makes him a bit of a, a wild card that's hard for Murtaugh to handle, and that is really hard for him to do in the beginning. But eventually they start coming together. Murtaugh invites him over to his family's house for a Christmas dinner. That's Danny Glover, right? Yeah, that's Danny okay. Glover. Sorry. I'm not as familiar with this movie, <laughs> any of these movies, really. On in the background and in my childhood, not something I paid attention to. So go ahead. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies. <laughs> Along with Die Hard. Along with Die Hard. At the Christmas dinner, Murtaugh's daughter is totally into Riggs, except she's 15. Oh. <laughs> this is the same daughter that Riggs saves with some super sweet sniper shots out in the desert scene. Oh. So they become really good friends in this movie and through the rest of the movies. Nice. Good pick. Thanks. All right. Number one for me is Kermit the Frog and Fozzie Bear. Moving right along. We don't need a An unlikely friendship. But amazing. So good. Kermit is a little bit, he's very kind, but he's a little high strung. He is. He likes order. He does. Type A personality, I would he say. He is. Type A. 
And Fozzie, you know, he's laid back. He likes to make jokes. It just works. But they're always there for each other. They are. Been watching their friendship grow since they were babies. Yes. <laughs> Muppet babies. All of the movies, TV shows, the TV shows, the great Muppet caper. I mean, those times in Manhattan, they took Manhattan. They took it by storm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a friendship that I will gladly always watch. Same here. Our right, next up for me, Fezzik and Inigo Montoya. Yes. From the Princess Bride. I had a feeling you might pick them. Fezzik took great care in reviving Inigo. That's enough. That's enough. Where is this Rogan now? So I might kill him. He's with the prince in the castle. But the castle gate is guarded by 30 men. How many could you handle? I don't think more than 10. Even 20 for me. At my best, I could never defeat them. I just love how these two always watch out for each other. I mean, everybody needs a friend that's going to dunk your head in water repeatedly to sober you up so you can go kill the man that killed your father. The six-fingered man. Yep. Prepare to die. <laughs> You killed my father. Prepare to die. Stop All right. That. Now I have Louise and Polly from Teen Witch. Oh, that's a good one. Louise strayed a little bit when she became the most popular girl. But Polly was still there. She was. And you know, Louise was there with Polly when she was involved in one of the most epic rap battles of all time. That's right. She had her back. And she helped that happen. Mm -hmm. So she had her best interest at heart. She helped her get the attention of her crush. That's all a best friend could really ask for when you're a teenager. And she gave her some serious skills real quick, too. Yeah, she did. Supersonic, idiotic, disconnected, not respected. Who would ever really want to go and top that? Such a waste of pretty face, but hanging in your nose face. I wish that you would take a look and really stop that. That. <laughs> Number three on my list, Johnny and Dutch from The Karate Kid, <laughs> because I have to have some bad guys on my list. Not Daniel's son and Mr. Miyagi, huh? No. <laughs> I do like Mr. Miyagi. I'm not a big Daniel fan. I was actually rooting for Johnny in The Karate Kid. In The Karate Kid? Yeah. Not, not even like from Cobra Kai. Right. See, Daniel didn't bug me until Cobra Kai. Yeah, I just did not like Daniel. All right. I probably would have tried to punch him repeatedly as well <laughs> in a sweet skeleton suit. I mean, he did like... He stole his girlfriend. Yeah. And then he poured water on him while he was going to the bathroom. Yeah, Daniel wasn't so innocent. No, he wasn't. Daniel was the bad guy. It took Cobra Kai for me to see that, though, I yeah. will say. So Johnny and Dutch, huh? Old Johnny and Dutch. I was hoping they would win that tournament and break more of Daniel's bones. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Just kidding. Violence. I just wanted them to win the tournament. We do not condone violence on this podcast. I don't either. This was a fighting tournament. But you said breaking bones. All right, I'll take it off. <laughs> okay, now I have Gary and Wyatt from Weird Science. Oh, really? Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did create... A woman together. They did. And I feel like if you've been pantsed together, if you've had 
something poured over the top of your head together mm-hmm. while you're at the mall trying to look all cool. And if you've worn bras on your head together, that's an unbreakable bond. Yeah, that really draws you closer to your buddy. Yeah, you can't forget things like that. Have you ever been pantsed? Uh, no. Hmm. You? Hmm, yes. Have you ever pantsed anybody? Oh, no. Have you? Yes. <laughs> Who have you pantsed? Uh, just friends in uh, middle school. Okay. A lot of umbro shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were just made to be pants. They were made for it. Okay, so here's one. Dalton and Wade from Roadhouse. Ah. Those two literally had each other's back as they fought back to back. <laughs> Got Dalton ripping out people's throats. Wade's there just kind of kicking ass as much as possible. And they're clearing out fools. I have not seen Roadhouse You've never seen Roadhouse? Well, I think I saw it in bits and pieces when I was a kid, but it's definitely not one that I rewatched. I saw it for the first time with my dad, my stepmom, my grandfather, and my step-grandmother. Oh, wow. And there is a lot of nudity in this movie, and it was incredibly (laughs) awkward. (laughs) That's always the worst when you're watching something like that with your parents. Just like, oh, what's over there on the wall? (laughs) (laughs) This isn't exactly nostalgic, but I did sit down and watch The Hangover with my parents. Oh, no. As an adult. Whoa. Not thinking, because I had already seen it. You'd already seen it and you watched it with them. Yeah, I just, I forgot about certain things. Certain things you don't notice until like a kid's in the room or your parents are in the room. Wow. Did you watch like the end photo credits? I think I ended up walking out. Oh, my goodness. I was like, okay, I love you guys. (laughs) I'm going to head To bed. I was like visiting for Christmas or something. Oh, my gosh. That is awkward. Yeah. (laughs) The next BFFs I chose, Janie and Lynn from Girls Just Want to Have Fun. We just recently covered this on our podcast, and we were talking about this in that episode, just how... They were fast friends, but there was no level of competitiveness between them. They were both very supportive of each other. Yeah. And there wasn't any like bickering. There was just helping each other. Which was unique for the 80s. Like you didn't see that really in an 80s movie as far as friends went. There's always like some kind of falling out or competition or they get into some kind of beef. They never beefed. No, it's like that's what Natalie was there for. Yeah. It's like, okay, we'll give both of you an enemy Mm -hmm. and you can just team up together to take her down since she's trying so hard to take you down. I liked it. I like when friends are friends. Me too. Forever. If the the Lord's the Lord of that. Sorry, another shout out to people (laughs) raised in Christian households. (laughs) I don't know why it's so comical. Probably because of that one Name That Tune we did, which I think is on our Patreon. Oh, it is. Oh, you need to join our Patreon just so you can hear that episode because (laughs) it is funny. Should we play a teaser of it right here? All right, do it. All right, ready? Ready. I want your sex. Um, I almost said Michael W. Smith. Oh shoot! I can see. I can see him. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name. Um, 
It's it probably really loud. Sorry if it was really loud, but that was really funny. Uh, if you guys grew up in a Christian household, <laughs> you would know who that is. Oh my god. Um. Uh, pl- play me five more seconds, just so I can think. I am not pulling names right now. I've got a, I've got a block in. I can see his George Michael. All right, I love you. Oh wait, very much. All of that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was so convinced that's what song it was. What is it? <laughs> it's Michael W. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Singing, I want your sex. I want your sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Who is it? It's she drives me crazy oh. by the fine hand cannibals. Oh. She drives me crazy. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I wonder if hearing that part would have it would have helped. <laughs> but I figured out what song I thought it was and what artist I thought it you was. You did, you did good. You held strong. That's a good part. All right, here we go. Number five on my list: Sloth and Chunk from the Goonies. Sloth, you're gonna live with me now. I'm gonna take care of you. Because I love you. Oh, I love you, Chuck. Oh, I love you, Man, I love these guys. They're the best. It's like the greatest love story ever told. It is. This was our first episode, wasn't it? It was. When we covered them? Yes. I wish we could go back and redo it, knowing what we know now. We should go back and redo it. Have like a remastered edition of it. Let's do it. Let's do it. But when Sloth gives Chunk that big open mouth kiss, <laughs> that is the greatest kiss ever in the Goonies. <laughs> and what does he smell like? He smells like Fizz Ed! <laughs> <laughs> but he loves him even though he smells like Fizz Ed. He does. He really feels for him. That's friendship. And we said it back then, and I'm going to say it now. We need a Sloth and Chunk spinoff. Agree. Still today. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. Now, this is not a duo. This is a group of ladies. It's the Pink Ladies. Not from Greece, but from Greece, too. The Pink Ladies pledge to act cool, to look cool, and to be cool. Till death do us part, think pink. I'm saying it right now. It's the better of the two, in my opinion. Bold. Some people I have found agree with me. Others think it's crap, but I love it. I loved both growing up, but Grease 2 really stood out to me. Stephanie Zanoni is the coolest, baddest chick there is. Michelle Pfeiffer. And she just wants a cool writer. A C-O-O-L-R-I-T-E-R. Wait, what? A cool writer? <laughs> R-I-T- What? Yeah. R-I-T-E-R? R-I-D-E-R. Writer. Oh, makes more sense. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But you've got Stephanie, Sharon, Rhonda, and Paulette, and Paulette's little sister, Dolores, honorary pink lady. My sister and me and our neighbors, our next door neighbors, Amy and Leanne, and probably anyone else that was around, we would play Grease too. And I always wanted to be Stephanie. Probably mentioned this on a previous episode. I apologize for the repeater. I always wanted to be Stephanie. And I always had to be Paulette or Dolores. Really? Yeah, because I was the baby. I had to do what I was told. Because nobody puts baby in the corner? (laughs) Are you telling me I can be Stephanie Zanoni if I want to be? 
I'm telling you, this is one section of movie history that I know absolutely, utterly nothing about, other than the fact that John Travolta was in it and people were snapping their fingers and fighting. That's from Greece. This is different. <laughs> totally, <laughs> entirely different movie, sort of. Well, speaking of snapping their fingers and fighting, I've got a female trio that stacks up well against your group of females, and I think they're even better. Oh, yeah? Yes, I'm talking about Judy, Violet, and Dora Lee from 9 to 5. can't believe you would do this to me. <laughs> Steal you, this from you? No, you've now put Lily Tomlin's face in my mind. I'm sorry. I know how much you're terrified of Lily. I actually asked permission to do this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want to do this. And I was like, oh, wait, I can't do this. This is going to give her nightmares. It's okay. And then I showed you her photo. I was all right. You were. Any nightmares? Not about her. All so right. It's all right. Uh, listen, the other day, being in this community of nostalgia, you see a lot of nostalgic posts from other people. Mm -hmm. And I believe it was Endlessly 80s, who has a wonderful page, but she's like a whole post about the incredible shrinking woman. Oh my gosh. And I saw it and I was like, ah, <laughs> because Is that's this not Halloween? something. Yeah, Is that, this horror? That's not even considered horror to other people, <laughs> just <know>. to me. <laughs> I was just saying the thoughts inside of your head. <laughs> it was a little traumatic for me. I just kept scrolling and I was like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. I know. It's a very irrational fear of mine. It's fine. But it was very real to my little three-year-old heart. I'm still afraid of sharks in swimming pools, so I get you. <laughs> I just know that the nine-to-five ladies were always there for one another. No matter what Dabney Coleman did, they were there for each other. They were. I really did like that movie. I just had to kind of block that out. Yeah. I feel like me and my sister watched that a lot. Yeah. We should rewatch it, though. I haven't seen it in a long time. That could be a fun one to cover. I'd have to definitely face some fears to do it. But Yeah, we'll see. Maybe we do a Face Your Fears episode and I, I, we watch that and The Incredible Shrinking Woman. What would I watch then? I guess I would watch... Poltergeist? No. No, Exorcist. Jaws and Exorcist. Yeah. Specifically like the beginning of Jaws. Mm -hmm. That's one of the scariest parts of a movie in my mind that I've never gotten over that first scene. The one that really scared me... I can't remember if it was Jaws 3 or 4, but it's where there's like this underwater aquarium and people can like walk through this tunnel. Right. You know what I'm talking about? I do. And then he busts through the glass. So you haven't seen that within the last 20 years, right? I feel like I did rewatch it at some point, maybe like 10 years ago. I feel like we should go back and re-rewatch that to cure your fear of that movie. <laughs> because it's ridiculous. It is. Ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. But as a child, it was. Oh, I remember it. I remember that scene as a child being incredibly terrifying. And when I go to aquariums that sharks are in, because obviously they're really tall. Yeah. I get scared about that. Well, you should be scared there. That glass could break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, off topic, off topic. Yeah, get back on this list. Let's go. Is it my turn? It is your turn. All right. Next, I have Josh and Billy. From Big. So obviously they're best friends when they're young. And then Josh gets, gets big. Turned, yeah, he <laughs> gets big, turns into an adult. But they remain friends through all of that. And that's just a really fun dynamic to see this grown adult 
being besties with this kid. And especially when he's trying to convince him that it's really him. And he does the whole like. The space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller coaster. Sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bop, shimmy, shimmy, rock. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bop, shimmy, shimmy, rock. I'm at a girlfriend, a tusket. She said a tusket, a biscuit, ice cream, soda, pop, no, I'm a top. Ooh, Shalina, walking down the street, ten times a week. I met it, I said it, I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool, I'm hot, suck you in the stomach three more times. Yeah, it's just a fun situation that you don't see a lot in movies and i just like that dynamic all right next up bill and ted from bill and ted's excellent adventure i was gonna be so upset with you if you did not choose them but how could i not pick them excellent bogus strange things are afoot at the circle k who are you guys we're you dude okay wait if you guys are really us what number are we thinking of? 69, dudes! <gasps> now, while this movie was ridiculous, I thought their depiction of William and Theodore was actually quite spot on for how a friendship goes sometimes. Occasionally, they're like, Ugh, dick, and they like punched each other, you know? Right. But I thought it was just a good depiction of what a friendship felt like at that time. It was relatable. It was very relatable. That's a good way to put it. It was excellent. excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up is Andy and Ducky from Pretty in Pink. I cannot believe you've done this to me. <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to talk about it much right now because we'll have to cover this eventually. I hate to break it to you. I'm just saying there's two names in entertainment that I just really don't like. And one of them's Ducky. <laughs> I can't believe you put this on our list. And the other one is Pacey. The other one's Pacey. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he really is not a John Cryer fan nor a Ducky fan. Yeah, I mean, I think John Cryer is probably a good person. I don't know him. <laughs> I just haven't liked a lot of the characters that he's played. But I didn't watch any of his modern sitcoms. Right. So I only know him from the poster of Pretty in Pink. Because I've never watched Pretty in Pink. And you hate him so much. It's so odd. I just don't like his name. Listen, I'm odd. <laughs> it's okay. You can be odd. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Listen, it's the unrequited love for me because I've been there. Spoiler alert. It's not Unrequited a love of who? The movie is- Of Andy? How many years old? Like 30 something years old. It's not considered a spoiler <laughs> alert if you haven't watched it to this point. <laughs> All right. That's fair. <laughs> well, yeah. now I don't have to watch it. Now I know. <laughs> I think you would probably like Ducky if you actually watched it. I might. Could we just pretend like his name was something else? Like what? What am I going to like? Bronson? <laughs> Bronson? Rudder? Yes, you would call him Rudder. <laughs> all right, you're up. All right, I've only got bangers left. I'm sorry. I saved them all until the end. Number eight, Kirk and Spock from Star Trek. Tell me about it, stud. I have been, been and always will be, be your friend. friend. Live long and prosper. Oh my gosh. Oh. I almost just teared up thinking about that. <laughs> when Spock was in the reactor and saved everybody 
and he he put his hand on the glass, and that's what he told him. Maybe bef- maybe he told him before that. It's been a little while. <laughs> oh my gosh, I was so emotional. Oh, that was one of the books on record that I had. Really? Yeah. Aw, that's cute. But I watched the entire Star Trek television show and all the movies. It's funny because I never really realized that you were into Star Trek because you're such a Star Wars fan. I yes. guess you can you have enough room in your heart for both. I do. Now, I did stop after The Next Generation as far as Star Trek went, but I still do watch the movies. All right. But yeah, I love me some Kirk and some Spock. Give me that old Vulcan mind meld and the James T. Kirk karate chop. There you go. Next for me, I can barely talk about it without tearing up, but Cece and Hillary from Beaches. Have you seen that one? No. Like this one, On Golden Pond, Fried Green Tomatoes, Steel Magnolias. There's like a whole section of movies that I lump into one category of I've never watched. What's On Golden Pond? It's a bunch of... It's a bunch of old people. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, did you ever know that you're my hero? No, 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 we're keeping that part. <laughs> keeping the light in. You are the wind. Makes me emotional. Goodness, I such see you tearing up. Such a good little, that's like a great friendship story. Is you it? see them when they're little, when they're grown. Just Bette Midler, Barbara Hershey, just great movie that I can never watch. I might have to watch it. (laughs) I like that kind of story. Well, let's pick a day when I need a good cry. Okay, next on my list, Maverick and Goose from Top Gun. Yes. Feel the need, the need for speed. They were such good buddies, and they were good buddies doing something that was awesome. Yeah. Nothing made me want to be a pilot more than watching this movie, and I think that was the case for lots of people. Nothing made me want to go to the beach and watch guys play volleyball on it in their jeans more than this movie. But they really did have a great relationship because, you know, they could have fun together. They could work together. Maverick was close with Goose's family. And then tragedy struck. Oh. Can't even talk about it. Oh, I can see him in the water now. No. Like he knew. Maverick knew. That was it for Goose. So sad. Very sad. I just got a little emotional. Yeah, me too. Okay. This one is really fun for me. I watched a few clips just kind of thinking about this list and I just want to go downstairs and watch Breakin' and Breakin' 2 Electric Boogaloo immediately after we're finished. Are you in? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) These aren't ones that I've ever watched, so these would be new for me. I think that you would find them entertaining. They probably will be. It's Ozone and Turbo. They are a dynamic duo. They battle together. They keep each other out of trouble. They take up for each other. And they're just really fun. They have amazing chemistry when they're dancing together. Like, unreal. Now, I wonder if these movies 
started the breakdancing craze or came about because of how popular breakdancing became? I don't think they started it, but I think they probably made it a little more mainstream. Oh, yeah. But I'm not educated on how it all came about, so I don't really want to speak on that. You just like the friendship. Yes. I did watch an interview, and sadly, Shabadoo passed away in 2020. Oh, wow. But they were still doing stuff together, he and Boogaloo Shrimp. And <laughs> in the interview, Shabadoo was talking about how Ozone was like the leader, the Dean Martin role, and Turbo was the funny little sidekick like Jerry Lewis. Okay. Now, would they ever dance together? Yeah. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. But the best was when they would do battles, you know, against other people. And it was just very entertaining. Well, we'll have to check them out. Yeah, you definitely need to watch it. And I just want to relive that because I watched the crap out of those when I was a kid. Okay, I've saved the best for last. You went and saved the best for last. <laughs> and if you're playing at home, you could probably guess who this is going to be. I'm going to give you three seconds right here to guess who I'm going to say. A one, a two, a three. It is Han and Chewie from all of the Star Wars. Amazing were these two. The best. Throughout the whole series. Just a chemistry that is hard to explain, but it's easy to feel. They're such good friends. And I know a lot of people didn't like the solo movie, but I actually liked it and I liked how they introduced the two of them. I did too. I feel like it set a good base for quote unquote the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. Even though of course it all came before then. But you know, I just can't get over how much fun they are together. Yelling at each other, working together, being smugglers together. They have such a fun and good life. Yes. And then let's not even talk about what happens. The pain. Oh, I can't. The pain in Chewie's voice when he Uh, sees what happens. I can't. I cried in the movie theater. (laughs) I'm actually crying now. Okay. Yeah. It was hard. It's the worst. Chewie was so upset. Oh, I can't even talk about it anymore. (laughs) This took a turn. I actually have tears rolling down my face right now. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, so good. Speaking of tears. Oh, no. What do we got? My last one is all the ladies from Steel Magnolias. This is another one I've never seen. Malin, Truvy, Aweezer, Clary, Shelby, Anel. I mean, so great. If I could sit in Truvy's beauty spot with them and gossip about everything going on in town, I would do it in a heartbeat. But it also comes with a lot of tears. Tears that I didn't even know I had at such a young age. I didn't really understand. But you cried? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. How old were you? Well, I think it came out in. My guess is 86 or 87. No, I think it's 89. Oh, okay. But I'm going to check. Yeah, 89. 89. So you so were 10. I was 10. Yeah. No, actually, you were 9. November 5th, 1989. So close to it. But yeah. I mean, I didn't see it in the theater. So, so you, I was you probably would have been 10. 10. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 
very emotional. Also, I had a really close friend at the time, and she's actually no longer with us, but she had diabetes Mm -hmm. that was pretty serious when we were kids. And so I remember it scared me because Shelby had diabetes in the movie. Oh, really? And she passed away from it. And so it just terrified me. But I used to like go with her to the office to get her injections and stuff like that. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, Rachel. She rest in peace. Mm. But yeah, just a really Southern friendship movie. I don't know how else to explain it. But also like the great Olympia Dukakis just passed away like Mm. last week. And Clary is one of the best characters of all time. It's one that I feel like I should watch. Yeah, it's. It's a classic, I feel. Like all those movies that I listed before, I feel like I should watch, to be honest with you. Now that I'm an adult (laughs) and I can watch movies that don't have robots or explosions for the most part. (laughs) This is a moment. It is. And now it's recorded, so the whole world knows. (laughs) I like it. All right. So we've got two special guests this week. We do. And they happen to be buddies. They happen to have an awesome 80s podcast called Buzz in the Tower. And I tell you what, I occasionally beat you in trivia. I would never want to go up against these two dudes in trivia. Not in 80s trivia. No. They're extremely knowledgeable. And if they're not, they do a really good job of seeming like they are. They're confident. (laughs) (laughs) So we checked in with them asking who their favorite dynamic duos were from the 80s. And this is what they gave us. This is Mo from Buzz in the Tower, and I'm joined with the better half of my bromance, Max. Oh, better half. All you right. Like that? You it's like that? Day. And uh, we have been graciously. Cordially. Yeah. So invited. beautifully invited <laughs> by our friends over at the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast. Also, you can find them on Instagram. I'll plug them for you because their Instagram page is fantastic. It's insane. It's awesome. How does she have time to do so many pictures? I don't Stacey know. Stacy Pete rule, by the yeah, way. Yeah. The best married couple. Happy, hashtag married goals. Yeah. Yeah. They're incredible. Uh, they reached out to us to ask what our favorite 80s friendship from an 80s movie was. Not us, though. Not right? us. We are not their favorite 80s are friendship. We, are we in 80s friendship? We're we were both. I were born in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, I was born in 78. Oh, yeah. But we were alive in the 80s, yeah. but we weren't friends in the 80s. <laughs> All right, we're wasting time. Let's get to what they want. Uh, Max, who is your favorite friendship from an 80s movie? Easy. Easy. Predator. <laughs> it's Predator. It's Blaine and Mac. Blaine and Mac. <laughs> I still want a like prequel one where they're just hanging out in Afghanistan. Blaine and Mac. I love you, bro. Come on. I want someone who's going to take down a nine foot alien to avenge my death. The, it was heartfelt. Yeah. I mean, like he was up. He was broken. Yeah. When, when Blaine died, Mac lost his marbles. No, do the singing. Do the <laughs> short <laughs> Susie. She's so sweet. She got everything. Young. Johnny. No, yeah. I mean, you're right. Mac you're lost right. it. Uh, mine's kind Blaine of in, was his rock. Mine's kind of in the same vein. My pick is uh, John McClane and Al Powell. Yellow dye number five. Let's he, go. I, not they don't have as much history as Mac and Blaine do. No, but right off the bat, their relationship is fantastic. Right, like John McClane, this gruffy beat cop who's in the wrong place, the wrong to come into the coast, and a desk sergeant who accidentally shot a kid. Right when yeah. he was on uh, on on the line of duty, and now he hasn't pulled his gun forever, and he's trying to you know, when the first. Act Accident happens. He's like, well, you got some fancy driving moves for yeah. a desk sergeant or something, but uh, they're great. I mean, the, their relationship with each other is great. And then even in Die Hard 2, he gets a cameo when he's like, then he like fax him some fingerprints. He's like, yeah. you look into this for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a great bromance. I love those two. Oh yeah. How do good, we good back and forth? It's like a supportive wife kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've got so many runners up, but we'll probably end up stealing some of the stuff they have. But those yeah. are that's the buzz in the tower pick for you. Uh, Mac and Blaine and McLean and Powell. I win. Wow. 
Thanks again for having us on, guys. Keep killing it. Great picks from those guys. Yeah, that was solid. They're so funny. Now, be honest. Do you know either of those picks? Look at you calling me out. Listen. Tell the truth. (laughs) I mean, I'm familiar with Die Hard. Okay. I have never watched Predator. I will tell you that. You've never watched Predator? No, and now he's going to make me. Thanks, guys. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) You're going to get to see Jesse Ventura with a minigun tear down a whole forest. I'm so excited. You should be excited. Listen, that's why our dynamic is different. Because I'm over here not having watched Predator. (laughs) Not enjoying a (laughs) minigun. Anyway, thanks, guys. Everybody needs to go check out Buzz in the Tower anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow them on Instagram. It's Buzz in the letter in the tower. Thank you so much, Moan Max. We really appreciate it. So that completes our lists. <laughs> our lists of our top 10 favorite best friends from 80s movies. That's it. Let us know yours. Let us know what we forgot. Just do it nicely. Please. That's all I ask. Now, shifting gears a little bit before we go, I've mentioned a while back that I wanted to find a box from our attic that held all of my diaries and journals. Yes. I had to brave the attic with the army of wasps that are up there. (laughs) I opened the door and I got up in there and was immediately dive bombed by these wasps. There were like two. Right next to my head. I know, but you're making it sound like there were... Hundreds. (laughs) They were all in the corner waiting. (laughs) So what did I do? I came back with a hat and with wasp spray. You were like fully covered. And two fly swatters. Yes, two. (laughs) (laughs) I held one in case they tried to come into the house. Well, I also needed a backup fly swatter in case one broke. Anyways. Thank you for braving that. Hellhole. Hellhole. (laughs) That wasp den. Yes. That is our attic. It was well worth it because we found the box and we found my diaries. And in my hands, I hold not my first diary because my first diary, a friend of mine stole it. (laughs) She stole it and it was devastating to me and I'll never have it back. How did you never get it back from her? She ripped out pages. Oh. Yeah. That sucks. And oddly enough, we remained friends and stayed friends through, you know, high school and until she moved away. Just kind of lost touch after that, I think. I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but we're still friends on social. Anyway, this diary was given to me by one of my favorite teachers, Miss Newman. I think now she's Mrs. McRare because she got married that year. But she gave me this diary. And what I love about it was I was in the fifth grade in 1991. So I was, what, 11, 12? Yes. Wasn't 12 in the fifth grade. Yeah, I have no idea. I was just guessing. I think I was 11 in May. Yeah. I wrote in it until January of 96. You were a diligent writer in your diary as well, weren't you? Oh, yeah. Well, I was. I wrote in it for a while in the fifth grade, and then I didn't write in it for a couple of years. Yeah. So there was a little bit of a, of a gap. Oh. But I made sure to catch people up if anybody were to ever read this. <laughs> Would you like to hear the first entry in my diary? Absolutely. Dear Diary. June 1st, 1991. Dear Diary, Hi, we just got back from the lake. Yesterday was the last day of school. I took my camera and used all my film. I had tons of fun. Miss Newman gave me this diary. I'm really going to miss her. She's getting married on August 10th, 1991 to Charles McBrayer. <laughs> and they're moving to Memphis. 
Another person I'm going to miss is Josh. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Wait, is this Josh from football fame? Different Josh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank goodness I get to see him at the ball fields. Baseball fields. Mm. I am definitely in love. Bye. And in parentheses, for now. So that was your first entry. My first entry. What was the date on that again? June 1st, 1991. 1991. Yep. Wow. And then I thought I could skip ahead a little bit. All right. Here's another one. This is from December 29th, 1993. Okay. So we've skipped ahead a little bit. Oh, yeah. Dear diary. Hello again. Sorry. I guess I just forget that I have a diary sometimes. I turned 14 on November 27th. My friends, Jamie and Leah, came over and Kelly took us to showbiz and the movies. We had a blast. Sometimes they hurt my feelings by teasing me about my breast size. Oh. I wear a 38C. I was 14. (laughs) You can understand why the senior boys liked me when I went to high school. But I can't help it. And I cried. I guess I'm just sensitive. But other than that, I had a good birthday. I am once again in love with Mitchell. (laughs) I wish I had never broken up with him. I have danced with him five times. He's asked me all five times. Just so you know. He said he liked me a lot. And he was going to ask me to go with him. Then the next thing I heard was that he was going back with his ex-girlfriend. I cried my eyes out. Then he broke up with her two days later and started flirting with me big time. He sat by me at the concert and danced with me at the Christmas dance. He said he wanted to go out with me, but not go with me. He told me to call him over vacation, but I haven't. But he hasn't called me either. I'm not really worried about that now. He's starting to get on my nerves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got to go. See ya. And then I have a little smiley face <laughs> with a trademark symbol and then an arrow pointing to it that says trademark. <laughs> <laughs> and then it says, Stacy loves Mitchell. <laughs> I do have this amazing poem called Confused. Oh. Should I read it or save it for another time? I say save it. All right. That was like my only ever diary entry because I wrote a poem once called Broken. Oh. After I'd gotten kicked out of my house. And all I remember is the beginning, and it says, you bore me, but you can't bear me. (laughs) (laughs) So angsty. That is deep (laughs) and so angsty. I can still see how I did Broken, too. It was all like scribbles, (laughs) broken, angular letters. Oh, do you have that anywhere? No. Man. Just in my head. Listen, it's very vulnerable to read this stuff. Yeah. But it's also eye-opening, some of it. I've read through a few things and it's really wild to see like how sad I was about stuff so much when I was young. Yeah. There's a lot of angst. Like teenage (laughs) angst is a thing. It is a thing. But it's like, I wonder if my friends who seem to have it all working out for them, if they felt the same way. They probably did. Just like nobody's as sad as me. Everybody was as sad. Or maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I'd love to talk to someone who didn't feel that as a young teenager. Or somebody you perceived as not feeling that way. Somebody you perceived as having it all together. Yeah. I mean, one of my best friends, two of my best friends, I felt that way about. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure they had their own stuff. It's not like they didn't go through breakups and stuff like that. But in my mind, they had it all. All right. Well, that was a fun episode. It was a good time. You can find us on Instagram at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod. You can find us on Facebook at We Don't Want to Grow Up Podcast. We're on TikTok at We Don't Want to Grow Up. You can email us at We Don't Want to Grow Up Pod at gmail.com. And you can come support us 
by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. There you can donate $4 or more per month and gain access to bonus episodes. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, download, listen, rate, five stars, give us a super sweet review. All of that helps us so much. We just really appreciate it. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.